0: Career Intention Member Story with Christy D. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's kind of like the Life with Intention
1: online podcast, if you think about it. Okay, let's start with telling us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I live in Vermont and I have two young girls, five and six and I run a photography business. So I'm primarily a family photographer. I teach photography. I keep myself pretty busy. So that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. And how have you been liking Life with Intention so far? been loving it. I've actually been taking both at the same time, which was not my plan, but I started with both and just kind of had to keep going. So it's been great. Cool. Have you liked doing both at the same time? It's not too overwhelming? I think if it was a different time of year for me, perhaps, but this time of year I have a little bit more time. So just because of the timing, it's worked out that I can do both. And I think my personality just kind of likes to dive all in. So no, it's been great. Oh, fantastic. Okay. What's your favorite part of life with intention so far? You know, I think what this class has done for me, it's done a lot for me, but Oh, your podcast has done a lot for me, but my favorite part is really just taking the time to think it all through. A lot of this stuff has like been in my thoughts and, you know, kind of swirling around in there, but actually taking the time because of your assignments and because of the videos to, to think it all through and actually put it to paper and then to put it into my day has been huge. A lot of these thoughts are not necessarily what I've come up with. They're not necessarily new to me, but I haven't taken the time to really formalize them more in terms of intentions. So let's
0: get started with your career intention, correct? Yes. Okay, we'll start at the top of the mountain,
1: success mountain. In the B level, what is the intention you have for your career? So my intention is, and I kind of combined it with my relationship one a little bit, but I hope that's okay. So to trust in and encourage the growth of my business while enjoying the present moment at home and with my family.
0: What a beautiful intention. And I can tell you that is a very unique one from many of the previous career intentions we've had in the past. There's a lot of flow, I think, in this one as well.
1: Yeah. I did tell you I'm doing both at once.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love that. It's merging the two. That's so cool. Okay. So can you highlight for me the values, the uppercase V values in your intention for those listening?
1: You know, it's really just presence. Like that's the huge thing for me. And I can't remember where it was said in this class, if it was from you or if it was in the chat. I, I know it was said by someone somewhere and I can't remember, but it was such a simple phrase and it was do what you're doing while you're doing it. And it's like a, such a silly, silly, simple thing, but that has stuck in my mind so much. And that's what I want more than anything because I love my work a lot. Like I love what I do, and but I love my family. And I personally don't do well trying to do both at the same time. For me, it's trying to find the balance and letting me have that presence in both home and work. Fantastic.
0: So for this step you know, module three portion, we always want to look for a specific timeline in mind when we're actually implementing this enduring value. So this intention, you could do the rest of your career, the rest of your life. But when we put it into the pyramid and we start to actually apply this to a planning action, it's easier for us to focus on a specific chunk of time. And then we can continue those actions after that chunk of time, but it helps us really get to the granular, nitty gritty, step-by-step, one step at a time. Because our circumstances, are always changing. So if we say this is going to be the rest of our lives, that's a joke because, you know, 3 months from now, your life with your children going out of school for the summer might look totally different. So, what is the time frame that you're looking for in this little module 3 homework that you did today?
1: So, I'm mostly looking right now at getting through the summer, which is what you mentioned because and when I that's kind of came out not in the way I want it to actually happen. I don't want to get through it. I want to enjoy it. But my time is like <laughs> is to the end of the summer. And this is the first summer. My kids have always gone to a part-time preschool while I ran my business. And that has always worked well. But now they're in like regular school, which is done for the summer. So it's going to be a different summer for us. And it's my busiest time of year. So I want to find a way where I can have the time to do what I need and love to do but have this time with them that is like the summers. I remember as a kid, you know, I, I want to just be relaxed and carefree and have that time with them to just head out and ride a bike or go to the beach or whatever. So that was a very long answer to say end of summer. Okay. So what are the do
0: actions that you want to do in order to be present from now until the end of summer?
1: So this class has changed my summer mindset entirely. Originally, I was thinking I was just going to somehow pull it off with them at home and, you know, take a few hours in the morning and have them go play and then hopefully get everything done and then have the afternoon with them. And. I've been just thinking a lot about that and this I actually I've been listening to your podcast for a while and never actually did the writing to my intuition thing. I never did that until this class and I've done it several times since this class started and it's so interesting to me but when I did that about this subject it very much came back with like, I, that's not going to work. I can't, I can't have them home with me full time all summer and feel good about that. I'm not going to feel good about them or my work. So I, what I'm going to do and what I have done, I've already kind of put some feelers out there is try to find a part-time sitter so that I have some designated work time and then, Once that's done, I can just focus on doing the things I mentioned, hopping on the bike and going to the beach and not feeling like I'm thinking about what I didn't get done work-wise.
0: That is beautiful. And how much stress did you just save yourself by writing to your intuition in the first place? A lot.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's the beautiful thing about the intuition. Yeah. And it's amazing to me. I mean, the answers just, they're just there. And I've always had a really strong, I've always just called it my gut. And I've always had a really strong gut instinct. And I've used that my whole life, but I didn't really know. I don't think I knew that's what I was doing. So just this process of thinking that through and realizing that that was okay to trust and to take those questions even further has been really helpful.
0: Okay. So part-time sitter is one of the actions. And then I see also on your homework, when you're not with the sitter. So once the Kids are back. There's tech free hours as well.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty good about that in general, but I want to be even better. (laughs) I would really love to have just the time with the sitter is like the designated business hours. And when that's done, the phone goes away and the computer goes off and I just don't want to check in on it. And I don't need to, I don't, I'm not in an urgent career. You know, there's nothing that's going to come up that has to be answered immediately. But you, you know, as a self-employed person who, you know, the emails come in and you feel like, you know, cause no one else is going to answer them, but me, I feel like I should do that. And I've gotten a lot better, but I want it to just be completely on or off in terms of career.
0: Yes. I remember when I was a jewelry designer, I remember being at a store that I was selling jewelry to years ago. And this helped me back then with what you're just saying about, you know, I'm not in an urgent career. I remember someone saying, you know, this isn't brain surgery. No one's on the table right now about to die. (laughs)
1: it can wait for the next morning when you check your email. So yeah, that's the next thing that I really wanna work on. Okay, and then what do you think the outcome will be
0: by being really clear and having these really potent and powerful chunks of time? Fully focused on your career and your business when your kids are at the sitter and then fully focused on the kids when they're home.
1: My hope is that it's going to give me kind of both situations that I'm wanting. Like I actually had a friend recently tell me that nostalgia is not helpful for decision-making, which I thought was a good point on her part. But I very much remember my carefree summers at home and I and my mom being around. And I, I really want that for my kids. So I think by doing that, I'll, I'll have that and I can live that, you know, I want to go on, hop on a bike and go for a bike ride just as much as they do. So I can have that and then also feel really focused and have, you know, what I love about being in business myself too. And I'm also hoping that it's going to help my business grow. Yeah. When you're
0: feeling good, that's a great place to be. And you're not going to resent your children or your business by giving yourself these full permission to be fully focused.
1: Exactly. And that's been a huge thing for me. And I learned that early on, this will be my fifth year with my business. And I learned that early that I tried to juggle both and I didn't feel good about either. I didn't feel like I was a great business owner. I didn't feel like a great mom. And I know this enough about myself to know I need that separation. So it's just kind of continuing to hold myself to that during the summer. Fantastic. Now
0: let's move on to step two. So you've made your optimal vision using the order and priority, right? It's so different when you think that way versus when you think bottom up versus top down, at least in my opinion, it's a game changer for step one, but now let's move on. So we have the part-time sitter and we have more focused time with your kids. So what do you need to remove and include
1: in order to make that a reality? Okay, I want to remove technology, as I mentioned, even further. So having like just gone in the evenings and where I do struggle with it is kind of is more in the morning. I'm better at just kind of shutting off from everything in the evenings. The morning is where I struggle a little bit more with that. And so I haven't quite worked that out in my mind in terms of how that's going to go in terms of the summer, what I picture is because, you know, if this sitter's coming to my house at nine o'clock, then that gives me a couple hours in the morning to, you know, I, I like to get out early and walk by myself. So, you know, get out and do something like that and feed my kids breakfast and shower and then have the sitter come and hope my, my thought, usually I check email before that time. What I would like to do is really not even check my phone or, check, you know, check in on a lot of things until that sitter shows up so that I have a few hours of really present time in the morning too.
0: Okay. Let's dial in there. Okay. So this is really, we won't have to go through every detail of everything you're going to do, but this one's a really great example. Okay. So you normally have a habit of checking the email in the morning before she comes. Okay. So how many minutes do you think you're on the email in the morning?
1: It's not many, but I just don't necessarily like how it impacts the rest of my morning. But how many? Five. Okay, five. Now, five minutes. What, if you had to put it,
0: what hour is that usually happening if you had to typify it? Is it at 6 a.m. or is it closer to 7 or 6.30? We'll say 6, 6.30. What do you do usually before you've
1: checked the email? What's usually the thing you do right before it? Well, that's changed since this class too. You know, I used to just kind of, I hate to say it, but I used to just kind of wake up and check. Yes. Right. Thank you for being honest about that. So many people do that. Yes. It's awful, but it's true. So now I really have been trying to just, and I haven't been trying, I've been doing it. I wake up in the morning and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like really meditating, but doing a little bit of visualizing while I'm still in bed, some affirmations, just some kind of, you know, that kind of stuff before I do that. And then sometimes I'll just like look quickly and make sure there's nothing urgent. But I really don't even want to do that. Because as I said, I'm not in an urgent business. Yes.
0: 6am is not when you need a photography email. No.
1: (laughs) I actually honestly think that what I really want to do is just like charge my phone in another room. You know, like I just want to deny like I hate that that's where I'm at. But I don't think I'm alone with that. Like I just want it out of there. Yes.
0: Okay. So here we go. So let's dial this back. So I'm going to just walk you and everyone that's listening through this. Okay. So I have a habit right now of 6am. It used to be 6am. Check the email. Now it's 6am. Do some meditation and then check the email. <laughs> so you're going to remove that, but you have to recognize something needs to be included there in that time And it's going to be consumed by something, but you can deliberately choose what to include there that is in alignment with your values so that you have less temptation to keep falling into the old pattern. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. One tip, by the way, because I have the... Now, A, I love your idea to take the phone out of the room. If you have another way of getting up in the morning, like if you need an alarm, that you can have a different type. I had like an old-fashioned, like regular alarm clock. But now that I'm traveling, that's a waste of space. So I use my phone, but here's what I do to keep myself away from that temptation that you're talking about. I put it on airplane mode and I don't take it off of airplane mode until my alignment in the morning and my meditations and my, all of that stuff
1: is done. That's a great idea. I'm going to borrow that one.
0: Okay. So that's just like, cause if you see the dings and the messages that have come in overnight, it is so much harder to you know, a clear phone, a clean phone with no messages, dings or alerts. When you wake up, you just put on the meditation and you go, this like airplane mode is not going off until I've gotten that stuff done, can be a little trigger for yourself. But I even, let's be honest, yesterday I woke up and I had to go to the bathroom and before I normally would wake up and do meditation. So I went to the bathroom before I meditated. So I got out of the routine and you know what I wanted to do first thing that morning instead of listening to the meditations and setting my day? I wanted to see the comments because I'm in Australia, so I'm a day ahead of you guys. So I wanted to see all the comments that came in overnight about my podcast episode. I wanted this approval and I wanted this appreciation from other people before I set it for myself. And I felt crappy the rest of the day because I knew I didn't live the values. I cheated, I turned off the airplane mode, I checked it and then I meditated and it set me in
1: a non-aligned state for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's amazing how that can happen. I've, I've found that when I do not look at it, I have such a better start and such a better day. And like I said, you know, I, I do think I'm not terribly technology attached compared to a lot of people I see, but it's still a thing. I want to run in the opposite direction from that. So <laughs> that's helpful. Airplane mode, it will do it, I think.
0: And then also, we'll just quickly to move on to the next step. We'll also say one of the things you have to really practically consider is that you know this is going to be a part time sitter. You weren't, you didn't have her normally, so this will be more money. So you're going to be removing the finances in your budget to go towards that, but you will include potentially more revenue because you're fully focused on your work when you're working. Okay, so now let's move on to step three. What's the resistance? We just kind of went over a little bit here with this idea of airplane mode and the idea of putting your phone outside of of the room itself. Those are amazing ways to overcome the temptation and resistance to checking in the morning. But is there any other resistance you think might come up in your execution?
1: Yeah, a couple things come to mind. I'll be brief. One is more in relation to my actual business growth because my intention is kind of twofold. And then the other is more in relation to my feelings about the sitter. What would you rather I target?
0: Which one feels like the strongest one
1: we could work on for you? I think I'll do the first one. So if I kind of let the sitter, you know, if the sitter's in place, then I think what the hardest, the most resistance for me is that trusting piece in terms of The growth of my business and that this is a good decision because, like you said, it does, it is an investment in terms of money. And I've always kind of had this thing about feeling like I, you know, I can handle it and I don't need to pay for that because they could be home with me. So just trusting in the growth piece is, I have a pretty successful business, but trusting in that continuing is sometimes a challenge for me. Okay. I have an idea. One little
0: reframe. What if you say to yourself, when you have that thought come up, the ego goes in there and goes, but what about this? What if it costs more money and you could have done it without her? You could have made more money without the sitter. Okay. What if we say to your ego, thank you so much for your concern. You know, I don't really know what's going to happen. Why don't we experiment this summer and see what happens? Mm. Okay. Okay. How does that feel? Does that, does that like calm down the ego a lot? Cause like sometimes when you make a decision like this, your ego will make this like this permanent experience in your life that's never gonna change forever. And this is just like, let's just see what happens this summer if we
1: try it. Does that calm it down? Yes, it does. I feel like I'm experimenting with a lot of different things, like good things, you know, <laughs> good things right now. So that definitely works for me. What did
0: you actually think before I just shared that? Did you have any other ways of getting over that wall?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I, I do a lot with visualizing and kind of talking myself in circles about it. But I think with what you just said, there is more like just kind of putting a stop to it. You know, if this is like the the cycle in terms of what's going on in my thoughts with my ego and thinking the same things over and over. That's kind of just a way to stop it and look at it as more of like a temporary experiment. And I like
0: that. Yeah. So you're going to give it till the end of the summer. We're going to see how this works till the end of the summer. So step four, which we obviously can't get to because you haven't gotten to the end of the summer, but you're going to review these results and evolve. So you can edit this. This is not in stone. This is beautiful. Your intentions are potentially in stone if you prefer them to be but they're not required. But your actions in this way are just experiments to see, does this hit on a principle that's true, right? Does this action of being fully focused on my career and fully focused on my family and separating those two things and being fully attentive to each it's a aligned with my values, but does that also bring the results? I'm thinking it. will? you're going to go experiment with that and see what happens and you're going to adjust and evolve and it's going to be wonderful. And if it doesn't work out, you're like, Oh, there may be a better way to do this. Let's try something different next year, or let's try something different this fall. You're not married to the outcome and you're not married to the path. You're married to your values. Right? Yeah. That's helpful. So it's so cool. You're going to try this out. You see what happens, evolve. Maybe you change the amount of hours that she's there with the kids over time. Maybe you work with a different sitter. So like you can tweak even the action of getting the sitter herself. Or let's look at your mornings, right? So the not checking the email in the morning, you could try airplane mode. Maybe that doesn't work. Then you put it outside of your room, you know, that kind of thing. I use my iPad mini for book reading and I never use it for email. So I don't have any association. I usually have it on airplane mode 24 seven. So I have no association with email checking or social media. I don't even have Instagram on it or any of those accounts. So I only read on it, but I could download my meditation apps on that too. So I could use that as my alarm and I could use that as my meditation tool. If I felt even with me, you know, having to use technology that I bring with me as my alarm, I could use that if I really found that the airplane mode wasn't working for me. So you can also play around with different aspects like that, or maybe something other than meditation. Maybe you listen to Taylor Swift in the morning instead. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) And I have been doing things like that too. I think airplane mode is going to work just fine. I'm, you know, I'm really not, it's more of a habit than anything because there's nothing generally that urgent there for me. It's just breaking that cycle. I think it's really for myself. You tell me if it rings true for you. I recognized
0: yesterday when I cheated and I was like, why did I cheat? Right? Why did I, knowing that I feel better when I meditate?" in the morning first, why? I know this, I've been doing this for years, Christy. Like why am I still doing this, right? And I realized this because I wanted the external validation first thing in the morning rather than my internal alignment. I wanted that hit more than I wanted my own.
1: And that's what the ego's wanting, correct?
0: Yes, exactly. And it was out of alignment. So I felt out of alignment the rest of the day because I didn't live according to my values and my intuition. I started the day with a step in the ego direction. Once at the end of the day, literally on this flight, like at 11 PM later that night, I was like, you know, that kind of really snowballed pretty quick. Like it was not in like level 12 of alignment. And I was like, well, okay, if part of me, this is a little bit of flow with intention here, but if the greater part of me has already, because of knowing what I don't want and knowing what I do want, that negative feeling is an indication that I'm not caught up with what my inner being wants. So it's like, what does my inner being want? What's my inner being happy about in that scenario? And it was like, oh, It just wants to not check that in the morning it really wants the alignment first that's what it deeply wants so that's why it's happy so i was like if i just make that switch and then the other thing i did was i was cranky about packing that day too in the morning so i was cranky about that and i was like well what's my inner being already at if i'm super cranky about packing where is my inner being happy and it was you know what it was it was upgrading my suitcase to a full-size suitcase. I'm gonna get a big one and I'm not gonna worry about packing anymore. I've been traveling for so long. I'm sick of the carry-on. I'm sick of the stress of going, can I buy this new thing and will it pack in my suitcase today? Those two things, those two little things caught me up to my joy. Then I tapped right back into the joy. It was as simple as saying, okay, you now know there's no more excuses. You may still fall into the trap of checking, but you now know fully, clearly, clearly, purely that this is not what you actually want and just get a bigger suitcase, it's okay.
1: (laughs) I love that example, that's great. All right, well, I'm excited. Good,
0: and you can do the same. You could say, you know what, I need this lady here. So for you, you might get cranky with your current pattern of, let's say you have her nine to noon. Maybe you go, okay, all right, so you're getting kind of cranky about it. What's my inner being think? And you can go, you know what, maybe my inner being really wants her there two full days a week and three half days a week right? And then you just say, okay. So she's just going to stay till two on some days and then your inner being gets happy again.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. I'm excited to see how it goes.
0: Awesome. Well, this is so fantastic. I'm excited for you as well. And it's awesome to hear you're enjoying both classes simultaneously. I think that's really amazing. And not that everyone should do that, but that's a lot, but amazing that you're getting so much out of it all at once. I think it's
1: great. I told my husband today that I'm going to be really sad when they're over. So
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy. You're amazing. And I just thank you for taking the time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Take care.